How effective is the HPV vaccine at preventing cervical cancer? Find out about this and more today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Findings from a study of patients from the Scottish Cervical Cancer Screening System, published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute, have demonstrated the impressive efficacy of the HPV vaccine. Researchers found that there were no cases of invasive cancer among women who received the bivalent HPV vaccine at age 12 or 13 years regardless of the number of doses they received. Women who were vaccinated age 14 to 22 years and given three doses showed a significant reduction in cervical cancer incidence compared with all unvaccinated women, 3.2 versus 8.4 cases per 100,000 person years. Women of lower socioeconomic status gained the most benefit from the HPV vaccine. The unadjusted incidence of cervical cancer among women from the most deprived areas was 10.1 cases per 100,000 person years, compared with 3.9 cases per 100,000 person years for those from the least deprived areas. After receiving three doses of the HPV vaccine, women from the most deprived area had a significant reduction in cervical cancer incidence, 13.1 versus 2.29 cases per 100,000 person years. In our next story, we learn that history of head trauma is associated with a 30% increase of subsequently developing multiple sclerosis. This according to a study published in Neurology, Neurosurgery, and Psychiatry. Among 2,807 patients with MS and 5,950 matched controls, synergistic effects were seen between recent head trauma and HLA-DRB1-1501 allele, as well as the absence of HLA-02-01 serotype in relation to MS risk. Patients with both genetic risk factors and recent head trauma resulted in a 17.7-fold increased risk of MS compared with those without the genetic risk factors or a history of head trauma. And finally, there may soon be a neurosurgical option for reducing symptoms of chronic rhinosinusitis, regardless of polyp status. The REOPEN-1 and REOPEN-2 studies, published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology and Practice, looked at the efficacy of EDS-FLU, an exhalation delivery system that sprays fluticasone to sinonasal areas above the inferior turbinate. Results show that the EDS-FLU reduced symptoms intrasinus opacification and exacerbations in patients with and without nasal polyps. Adverse events were similar to intranasal steroids. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Comments, thoughts, or suggestions, please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mostello for selecting and editing our stories, and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.